0: Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Welcome, everyone, to an exciting episode of Training Unleashed. Today, you know what's interesting about today is we're really going to be talking about how you can get everything done easier, better, smarter, faster, and to me, you know, that's exciting. So, you know, we get to learn. We have two great guests, Ann and Mark Lackey, and these people are actually serial entrepreneurs. Uh, they are prolific writers and authors and, and thought leaders. And, you know, what's interesting is that here they have spent so much time starting all of these different businesses that they realize that one of the greatest things people can do today are bring in virtual assistants into their business. Thus, they started Hire Smart. And um, I think that this concept is incredible, and everybody should take time to at least understand its potential, uh, whether you're a solo entrepreneur, whether you work for a large company, and you need help and you need assistance. So, with that, I'm gonna just start off by asking you, do you each have your own virtual assistants or do you share? <laughs>
1: Good well, question. I, I have three and I give Tim one when he needs it. <laughs> 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 so thank you so much for having us, Evan. We do appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And more and more seriously, just you know, for the people that don't know, what is a virtual assistant?
1: So a virtual assistant is somebody who works and does tasks, but isn't physically in your office. And they can be located down the street or, or, or in our case, across the world. It doesn't really matter. And they can do just about anything that can be done with a computer and a phone.
0: So would you hire a virtual assistant who maybe would do your accounting and bookkeeping for you?
1: Absolutely, we have done that. We do do that. We provide that service, absolutely.
0: And would you hire a virtual assistant that could help you with some of your marketing? Yes. Social media? Absolutely. Okay, so here's the point that I made at the beginning is to get people to help you do the things that you don't have time to do or the things you don't have the expertise to do can help you grow your business and make you much more successful. So just really quickly... What are the keys? What are the things that you have to? If I want to, first of all, let's start with how do I know that I want to hire a virtual assistant? What, what are the things that are the telltale signs?
1: So for us, one of the things that we found as a common theme with our clients is they have problems finding and keeping staff. So one of our one of our best clients that kind of helped us get started years and years ago couldn't keep a receptionist in her office. It was a revolving door. She was paying a lot of money, right, Mark?
2: Yeah. Great benefits, good pay, but it was a boring, non-satisfying job. So she needed somebody that would be happy answering the phone eight hours a day and helping people.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's one. Sometimes it's the entrepreneur that just feels overwhelmed. In other words, they, they know they need to focus, they know they need some quiet time to do the strategic planning, but they're so kind of tactical in nature that they can't get kind of beyond themselves. So they're, they're feeling this pressure. And let's face it, you, you hit it right on the head, right? If, if I am not good at something, the probability of my loving doing that task and putting it on the top of my priority list
2: Probably it not doesn't gonna get, get done. done. It gets neglected.
1: And so, but these are usually business critical yeah. things. When we talk across the nation, one of the things I share quite openly is my distaste for accounting. Like I would rather poke my eyeball out with a fork than to do accounting. And so, when you're looking at what should you outsource, start with those types of things that really are dragging the, the business owner down. And kind of the last common theme is, again, they had a, a staff member just quit and now they're kind of holding the bag and they have the opportunity to restructure or look at things differently. And
2: it's a tight job market, so they mm-hmm. have trouble finding somebody and they've talked to us and they've heard about VAs, virtual assistants, and they come up and say, hey, somebody just quit. It'll take me a certain amount of money and time to find somebody, how quickly can you do it, and how inexpensively? And so we save them a lot of money in the front end and a lot of time.
0: Well, I I, I think in, in people I talk to, the biggest issue that they have is fear of, you know, hiring the right person, and how do I know they're the right person? I have no ability to vet. Um, you know, I'm you know I'm rolling the dice. I, you know how do I even know they're ethical? All of those things. So may, maybe just ta- talk a little bit about the other side is how do you find them? How do you guys find them? What do, you, what do you do to vet them?
1: So I think that's a great question. And actually it's one of my favorite things to talk about. I have 30 years HR experience, uh, 20 of which were in corporate America as vice president of sales, as an HR uh, manager, doing HR type tasks. So I, I actually learned a lot of my skills from some of the best in the business, in my opinion. And what happened when we started thinking about hiring globally, we realized that there was a, a, a difference. There's a cultural difference. There is a um, personality difference. There is you know, certain things that are better for U.S. hires don't necessarily translate into a global hire. So we have over 8,000 applicants that we've run through our system in the last year, year and a half. And from that, we've gotten a lot of data about what works from a, from, and we have 15 different data points that we look at when we do a hire. And we have found that people that are really good. So we've had a, let's say we've had a successful placement. We'll, we'll test them as well and see, okay, what, what, what are the key components? So Mark and I are kind of like data files. Like we really love to kind of get into the, the aspects of what makes a person excellent in their role
2: and it's unlike typical hires that most business managers or business owners make they meet somebody they like them and they hire them right you know oh i like you i'm gonna bring you on board and that they don't really see how they're going to fit into the organization they don't have a good feel for the personality and they have a bad experience there so we've tried to take that emotional component out of just finding somebody you like and get it down to an algorithm that gives us the most probable successful individuals. Then it can get to three probables that'll work, and then it can get down to, out of those three, you can, as a client, can choose the
0: one that you like. (laughs) So are all the virtual assistants you do overseas, or are they some in the US, is it?
1: Now, we only source from the Philippines, and the reason for that is is a couple of reasons that we, kind of settled on the Philippines. Obviously, cost was a part of it. You know, you need to look at the, the, the cost because most people are doing this to have a cost reduction in their payroll. Um, but there are definitely countries that are cheaper than the Philippines to get your labor. But we were looking for English as a primary language, not even really secondary. The Filipino cultures, most of them learn English as a, as a kindergartner. Um, And so it's a very, very commonly talked language. The next thing that we wanted to look for was cultural similarities, high work ethic, things that, that again, that we would want in our companies. And the Philippines had the best blend of all of that. It's not perfect, but again, we've been very, very successful in finding amazing people.
2: And we can do a background check like an FBI equivalent criminal background check. Here in the States, we can do that same thing in the Philippines.
1: Because you can't do that in all other countries. A matter of fact, there's a lot of countries you can't get that type of, wow. of check. Um, and that was important to us, too, because a lot of our clients are dealing with sensitive data and we want to make sure that we're protecting that integrity. Um,
0: what about time zone issues?
1: Um, our clients determine the time zone and I actually specifically recruit for each client. So... A lot of the outsourcing companies have a, have a pool of people and they just give you kind of what they have. And we kind of turn that on its head a little bit and that a a client will come to me just like a normal headhunter recruiter and say, I'm looking for such and such and so-and-so and 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 I'm in
2: mountain time and I need them to work eight to five mountain time
1: or whatever hours they want. Because, because I don't, I then go and specifically recruit test do all the rigmarole and find those three candidates that are suited for that specific client. So it's kind of the difference between buying a suit off the rack and buying a custom suit just for you. That's tailor fit for what you. need.
0: So what you're essentially saying, and I, and I know this, but I want to make it clear to the audience, you can hire people in the Philippines that will work your hours.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right. That, so if, if you're worried that, gee, I've got to give them all this work and while I'm sleeping, they're working and we can't really communicate. That's just not the case.
1: No, our our virtual assistants are just like employees, except you're paying a staffing company. So there's no, you know, there's no, there's a buffer there. Um, but they, they work on your platforms, your time zone, your software under your direction, just like an employee. And we give you all the tools that you need to be
0: successful in that. Yeah. It, it's interesting because I've used virtual assistants many times and there are some times when I actually prefer them to work off hours mm-hmm. because yeah. then someone can give them something to work on and then they come back the next day, it's done. Sure, and there's, sure. no, there's no delay and there's, and, and there's, and there's no, and there's no time loss. Do you guys do technology hires?
1: We do some, uh, we're not going to get into programming and things like that because we only do full-time dedicated people. It has to be something that's an ongoing role. So, web development, probably not the best.
2: Help desk, yes.
1: Help desk, absolutely. We have lots of help desk clients that we have helped um, from a customer service role.
0: So, that that would be an excellent example of somebody you might want to hire to take the help desk on the hours that people in in the US are sleeping.
1: Correct. Um, And we, in our businesses, we have seven days a week coverage. So we have one VA that works Sunday through Thursday, another one that works Tuesday through Saturday, so that we have seven days a week coverage for phones. So we come in Um,
2: Monday, everything's done, taken care of. The
1: the train keeps going.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And so, and plus for in our, one of our industries, it's, you don't have seven days a week coverage. And so it's actually a customer service elevation and it helps us get sales and things closed faster.
0: So let's now shift and let's just say someone's hired someone. So I'm, I'm going to just share what I think is a big mistake and then you can share what you think are big mistakes or, or probably better yet, best practices. (coughs) But, you know, my experience has always been when I've hired virtual assistant that people treat them differently than just regular employees. Don't do the onboarding. Don't talk about culture. They don't, Introduce them to all the employees, and I think that's a big mistake. I agree. Um, and first off, they're people. <laughs> and, wow. and secondly, the more they're assimilated into the company, the better they can do. So that's, that's my one big takeaway. You got, but let's talk about, you know, what are the best practices? Now, it's day one. I've got my virtual assistant. What, what, are, what are the best onboarding practices and, and the best practices working together?
1: So i'm gonna actually back that up just a step for how we do it so let's say my client has interviewed the three they pick the one that they like because that's again we vetted them out anybody that's ever hired somebody and and i don't care local global doesn't matter day two you walk in and you're like oh my god i have made a big mistake this person just isn't, doesn't have the skill set. They, they interviewed great. They talked great. Their resume was great. But in the day-to-day working with them, their communication was poor or the quality of output wasn't there. So one of the things that we did to solve that problem is every placement includes me personally working with their candidate for a full 40 hours. Because you can hide for three or four, you can't hide for forty hours. Like I'll, I'll uh-huh. bet you out pretty quick that you're not going to be up to the standards that I deserves. Because my whole thing with my clients is, if I wouldn't hire that person for a role in my company, they're never going to a client. And so I think that's probably one of the biggest differentials. Is one the principals in the business are actually involved in the whole process from interviewing, testing all the way through to vetting, and we have a we have a three-hour exam that they have to pass as well before they graduate to our clients.
2: And, and during that time period, the clients are being onboarded too. Correct. Of getting getting your email addresses set up and how you want to structure that so that multiple people can potentially look at emails coming in through the help desk if they don't have that set up. Making sure that the technology is working. Getting the onboarding process all worked out, so the client is just as ready on that next Monday as the VA is. Then that handoff goes a lot smoother, but we do have suggested onboarding processes for bringing that client on and then bringing that VA on. And part of it, we do it in our our meetings, is the VA is there on the screen, but they're involved in day-to-day meetings, if any meeting goes on. They're there. They can see everybody. We we walk around the room with a portable, and here's you know here's Sam, here's Cigar- Shelley, here's Michelle, here's your desk. We get you know, them acclimated.
0: In my company's case, all my employees are virtual. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. You know, and 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 we're used to it. And I think it's much more common today that there are people, even people that work in the office, take a day and say, "I'm working from home today." Yes. Correct. So I mean, it's much
1: more accessible now, mainly because of technology. Um, and, and again, as it continues to roll out, people will get more comfortable. But the, the downside of having a totally virtual company is if you don't make a conscientious effort to connect, you will have this siloed workplace where nobody's really making. Oh, yeah. it works it. Not so, so we give our clients Ongoing training and tools to help them. We have a month, what we call monthly office hours that we have our clients get on board and it's a live QA as well as a training so that if they are having a problem, we can kind of get into that and solve it fairly quickly.
2: And recommendations um, on running meetings and software, huddles and all, and all of the things to make a success and how to integrate all those people working together. They have separate meetings with them, but they have joint meetings.
0: We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortle.net. I find it fascinating because... What I love about what you guys do is you're not just turning people. Mm-hmm. You're thinking through every aspect of what's needed. I mean, the fact that you have monthly meetings for your clients to better understand how to work, you have training recommendation. I mean, these are things that people need. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything's about success rates. I mean, we all know, you know, forget hiring a virtual assistant whatever. We all know, that if you're really good at hiring a 50%, you know, higher rate of success is like amazing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we actually
1: have a 97.2% success rate in our placements. Wow. After the certification time period, we have about 12% after all of our testing. So we spent the last two and a half years, we've been in business for five years, we've been spent the last two and a half years really working on that data like we were talking about. So we've honed that data over the last two and a half years. and we reduced our fallout rate even from our training. So so I used to have this time last year I had a twenty percent fallout of my certification class, meaning that you know, one out of five people never made it through to the client.
2: We've reduced that We've down to 12%, 12% now. And then then they never get to the client. Right. So we have to refill that order for that client and still deliver somebody. But they're so happy when they fell out before they arrived at their office. Because it doesn't
1: waste their time. Yeah, and we save people a ton of time, energy, and effort, and we do hundreds of placements. Whereas most people, they're lucky if they hire three to four people in their career. They're not, you know, unless you are an HR person, your ability to hire somebody um, and and effectively is is again a little bit lower. But because we analyze every mistake that we make, and we go back as a Monday morning quarterback and go back and say, okay, what 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 common thing was it or was it a fluke i mean every once in a while you get something that's just a fluke Um, but we're very very proud of our statistics we watch those to make sure that we're always continually improving so that our clients have the very best experience possible and because we do have that ongoing relationship even way after the placement that's i think the other thing that really makes us have stickability.
2: We have, we have a success manager that's in regular contact with the client mm-hmm. and the VA. Yes, you know, the that problem too. may mm-hmm. be at the VA level and they're not getting information's not flowing or whatever, and they're afraid to tell their boss at their company. So we've got that interaction that goes on on an on- ongoing basis. Sometimes that may be the subject of one of our monthly <laughs> office hours because we may see a repetitive problem that, that continues. So we have that success manager, and we do some other things that we don't believe anybody else in our industry is doing to help build a community of VAs that want to work for their client.
0: Uh, you got me intrigued. Yeah. So tell us. We offer health care. Really? And yes. There's over a million
2: people in the Philippines working in call centers right now. And majority of those get no health care. The phone calls drop off, they're sent home. They can't get full-time work, they can't get careers. So we give them careers, they're full-time, they get health care for themselves, and based on time commitment or time that they work there, they start adding dependence onto that health care plan that we pay for.
1: And that's absorbed out of our profit. So it doesn't we don't add it into the client's additional bill rate or anything like that. Um, But we want, we felt, one, we felt there was a need to do that, to, you know, give back to the country.
2: Because the healthcare cost is exorbitant there, just like here. here. Uh,
1: But we also thought, what would be meaningful to keep the VAs engaged with their client and to make sure that they're communicating with us too? Because Mark kind of alluded to this, sometimes the problems are on the client side, they're not on the VA side. The VA is ready to work, excited, but the, the client is ghosting them or not talking to them. And if we can step in there early and figure out what the problem is or how to solve that, that, it, you know, again, it's a better benefit for all
0: parties. You know, I, I would assume just like any other hire, you know, you want a clear job description, what they're doing, who they're reporting to. Absolutely. This is an employee no different than any other employee. Correct. And, which, which I think is very powerful. And, you know, it's, you know, I think what you're doing is very admirable because it's no different than healthcare in the United States. I mean, you know, we, you know, we can all sit back and and pretend that we just are all noble and we're giving healthcare because we love everybody, which, (laughs) you know, I do think is important, but we provide healthcare because it's what keeps people. Correct. correct. Absolutely. My company, we provide very good healthcare because we want to make sure that people value it and 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 you know i you're the first virtual assistant company i've heard of that has people with healthcare, care and, and i think it's great because that means they're gonna the retention rate is going to be high you're not going to be facing yes. lots of turnover which i think is one of those big fears that people have sure is, well
1: it, it certainly is and we know that the cost of a vacancy in a position is outrageous. I mean, between other people that have to absorb the work, between the t- time spent running ads, interviewing, testing software, all of that stuff. It's pretty intense. So um, and the, people, so,
0: the people that you hire, do they work out of their homes or do they, they work do. out of home? So they work out of their homes.
1: They do. We vet their home office. So they have a home office just like I have a home office and we vet them and make sure they've got strong internet connections, great computers, uh, you know, do they, provide,
0: do, you, do, you, do they provide their own computers or? They do, do.
1: that is the, that is one of the perks of hiring virtually is that they are required to do that. We declare the equipment to the client at the time of interview. So you can look at what equipment they have. Um, I make recommendations, you know, for me, I want all my virtual staff to have dual monitors. So I, I pay for that, that's an upgrade. But to me, the productivity is so much more for a couple hundred dollars. I would do that here in my office locally. Why wouldn't I do that for my virtual professionals? Um, And we help our clients source that equipment and deal with all of that as well. Because again, paying internationally, all that stuff is can be overwhelming. It's a problem that we solve very seamlessly and help our clients through the whole process from beginning to end.
0: Okay. So, so far I've been really nice. (laughs) I've asked nothing but nice questions. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, my listeners used to be asking zingers.
1: Zing-, or, Zing away.
0: Zing away. How do you know that these people are not selling information, giving information? You know, how do you validate that? I mean, it just seems like that's impossible.
1: Well, that's a great question. And and I would, I would answer that question in a way that I hope makes sense to you. So how do you know your internal employees aren't doing that? Right. I mean, there, there, there is yeah. no there is no valid way to make sure that that's not happening, whether you hire locally or globally.
2: They're and, more locally likely to steal your client list and, and go, go start, start a, up business a business a block away than somebody in the Philippines that can't access your clients.
1: So the reality is because we provide health care, because we pay them very well, we pay double the national average for our VA. So they're getting they, they've got one of the best gigs out there. They're not going to risk that. And not have no place else to to go. And we
2: vetted them with an FBI equivalent background check in the beginning, which you would want to do with any client, anybody you're hiring. But it
1: always makes because this question comes up quite a lot. And I and I would just say, you know, I personally, as Mark said, would be more afraid of an internal employee taking my business checks, <laughs> uh, taking my client base and starting up another operation. Those things are higher risk than a Filipino worker that just wants to feed their family, have basic health care and, and enjoy, you know, the, the fruits of their labor that we provide.
2: And maybe they're running some expenses in your business. I give them use of a credit card that has a thousand dollar cap. Yeah. So what's what's my biggest risk there? Okay, they run it up $1,000, Amex shuts it down, I can't use that anymore. But I pay that on a regular basis, I can watch that and see those trends. But we've never had a problem like that. But I'm never. not gonna give them access to my $40,000 Amex limit.
1: But you know, again, Amex allows you to have a text when everything's used too, so we get alerts. Yeah, Um, there's lots of different things that you that you can do. But I always tell everybody, this is just like an employee. So when a a brand new employee walks into your office, you're not going to open up the kimono and go, hey, here's all my goods, right? You're going to ease them into the position, you're going to make them do little things to trust you. Um, for you to trust them over a period of time. And as you build that relationship, as you build that trust, you become more comfortable giving them more and more access to things. And honestly, it's really no different with your virtual staff. You're going to start them off very close. You're going to give them some tasks and tools and ease them into that. And
0: they earn that relationship of trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Well answered, by the way. Thank you. Okay. We're getting close to the end. And this is where I ask, what's the one thing, one piece of advice that you would give people?
1: So I think for me, it would be let go of fear. So often, and I don't care whether it's hiring or whatever, so often we just allow the unknown to paralyze us. And so just kind of let that go, do your pros and cons, and then move forward in the business in the pathway that makes most sense for you. Don't let it
2: paralyze you because that's the biggest. Risk we see to most business I, I, owners.
0: Have. I have to make the assumption that people that have listened this far in the podcast are interested in uh, in virtual assistants. From my perspective, if I'm going to start hiring a virtual assistant, I want to partner with people like you, because that's what takes the fear away, right? Because there are a lot of like associations of virtual. Assistants. I mean, there are a lot of ways you can go online to hire a virtual assistant. But the, the vetting, the, the, you know, making sure you're hiring the right people, you know, let's face it, your time, the listener people listening to the show's time very, very, very important. Um, so I think what you guys have is amazing. I also know you have a very generous free offer, and we would love to hear it.
1: We would love to give anybody a copy of our best-selling book, Multiply Yourself, by going to HireSmartVAs.com slash podcast and filling in their information, and it'll be delivered immediately to you.
0: So one more time, because a lot of people are listening and not watching, because we are on YouTube, and for those that are just listening, but most of our most of our listeners are, are not on YouTube. Um, your, your website again?
1: It's HireSmartVas.com and then slash podcast for our best-selling book. And of course, if anybody really wants to talk with me, they can do slash appointment, and I'll be happy just to talk with them to see how I can help them. Either one of those offers are free, and certainly uh, we would love the opportunity to serve in either of those roles.
0: Well, thank you both very much. You've been great hosts. I know I've learned a lot about virtual assistants, sort of the things to worry about, not to worry about. So I appreciate you. I also appreciate our listeners. Thank you all very much for for being with us to the end. And we appreciate you. Thank Thank you, you. Evan.
1: Take care and have a great day.
0: This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here.
1: Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way you'll never miss an episode
0: and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed.